and welcome to Castle. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm the host. My job is to guide you through their festival. Today's guest is podcaster, writer, and holy moly, an amazing stand-up comedian who is featured on Live at the Apollo and Moth of the Week and so much more. It's the lovely, formidable, and hilarious Lucy Porter. Hello. <laughs> well, you didn't list me as an actor there, Matt, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I just, I just edited it out just to... Just to... <laughs> yes. Yes, to our listeners, we were discussing before you joined us the fact that uh, I have acted once in a play. I did two lines. Yeah. And, in fact, I had three lines originally, but one of them got cut. Uh, but still to this day, sometimes people say, oh, actor and comedian. And I'm like, mm, yeah, not getting away with that anymore. I've once acted and I am full time. <laughs> yeah. And I was crap. <laughs> Imagine it says that in the spotlight as well. <laughs> yeah, don't cast this woman. <laughs> well, welcome to Castival. And thank you for having me. Uh, how are you doing today, Lucy? Great, absolutely great. This is my uh, my dream, actually, just sitting and talking about a fantasy world. Yes. That is not the world that we are currently living in. Uh, it's an absolute dream because, yeah, the idea of being at a music festival, listening to live entertainment rubbing up and down with a load of other people i mean you know not in a, in a yeah, disgusting like, way but just you know just a being kind of festival for sure yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i definitely don't want that kind of festival i'm too old for that sort of shenanigans but uh, yeah no I, I i would love to be at a music festival so this will be a, a dream come true for me so have you been to many music festivals in the past? Are you quite a veteran or have you been to some? Or? I mean, veteran is very much the word because I was going to my first music festivals before you were born, young oh man. Oh, my God. I was uh, in the uh, 80s and 90s. Yeah. So probably my first sort of big festivals were Reading and Glastonbury nice. in the early 90s. So like, do you remember what years it was? Because so there was some kind of uh, cult status Reading festivals in those, like Nirvana. Yeah, so there was Nirvana. Yes, oh my I God. I was watching someone else. When oh Nirvana. my God, no. <laughs> Don't, it's the worst. This is the horrible thing about being old. It's <laughs> all about the opportunities you missed. Um, and the things like, I look at sort of some of the gigs that I went to Mm-hmm. And some of the festivals I went to. And um, yeah, and I think, God, you know, what was I doing when Nirvana? Were, I think I was watching Birdland. I think uh, that was what I was doing, you know, it, absolutely. Ned's Atomic Dustbin were on, and I didn't want to miss them. Uh, and uh, with no disrespect to Ned's Atomic Dustbin, but I'm pretty sure I could still see them. <laughs> So, oh god uh, i think um i think we have to wrap up the podcast there sorry it's yeah, been, it's yeah, a very yeah. early podcast. <laughs> no <laughs> oh that's so stressful but yeah like uh i even at the moment like i went to uh, my first leeds festival about well i went in uh, about 2009 about 11 years ago and uh even to that point you can be like wow oh my god like i wish i saw a lot more of these bands now uh, yeah, yeah because like yeah they a lot changes quite fast as well and uh particularly uh, in like uh, 90s as well so you know bless you yeah well because we sort of it was there was kind of the tail end of kind of it was Manchester-y stuff and that's why I went to Manchester University because I'd been so into the Stone Roses really yeah 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 no and I, I just the idea of Manchester I think it's really hard to convey how much Manchester felt like it was Liverpool in the 60s. Do you know what I mean? Like you sort of thought if I could have been in Liverpool in the early 60s, if I could have gone to the Cavern Club, then, oh my God, of course I would have done that. And then growing up in the sort of late 80s and 90s, Manchester was that. It was like, you've got to be in Manchester. And of course I arrived in Manchester just after it all died down. Because <laughs> this is the problem with chasing, because I'd loved, you know, from Morrissey mm-hmm. And then through to like the Stone Roses and then sort of Oasis were kind of around when sort of when I was in Manchester. But it was, yeah, it was all starting to die off a bit, really. Mm-hmm. So uh, I got to Manchester, went to university there and then the Hacienda shut within <laughs> within a very short time of me arriving. And so Specifically uh, for you as well. I was like, all right, Lucy Paul yeah, yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Close the doors. Yeah. She doesn't deserve it. She didn't go and see Nirvana at, yeah. uh, at Reading. So. <laughs> you have that on all your T-shirts. Didn't see Nirvana. <laughs> Really. Yeah, chose to go and watch Ned's Atomic Dustbin instead. So, um, <laughs> so <be>. yes. Because <laughs> so, obviously uh, Nirvana have that live album of live at Reading as well. It'd be really funny if there's like a, a Lucy Porter cut where it just sends them there, what's this song? What? Oh no, go back to the other band. Go back to the other band. <laughs> oh, I don't like them. No. <laughs> a bit rough, aren't they? <laughs> Why don't they have a well, shave? 
Do you know what? I actually always preferred Hole anyway, because I did yeah. go and see, I went to see Hole at, uh, in Brighton, and it was an infamous performance where Courtney Love stage dived. <gasps> yeah. And uh, it was, and got naked, and it was all kind of crazy. And she was brilliant. And me and my friend were in the Lou's in the, I think it was the, the Concord in Brighton. But anyway, wherever it was, we, uh, when we were in the Lou's, and Courtney Love came in absolutely off her tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we were, you know, teenagers. And she kind of went, you girls should form a band. You look amazing. <laughs> and we were like, oh, my God, yeah, we totally should. And then we did for about five minutes. <laughs> and uh, what was your band called? Uh, well, uh, in fact, that band was called the Woebegone Spangles. That was me yeah. and my friend Tracy. Um, yeah. So, you know, not to throw forward to the festival I'm proposing, but we will be headlining. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that was the question I was hoping for, because like, if you're not headlining, uh, I, I I'm not sure if I want to come to this festival. No, you, you know? don't. No, no, I... no, exactly. It wouldn't be worth going. It's going to be me headlining and then Ned's Atomic Dustbin in another field. So yeah, you... yeah. Nirvana have been uh, cancelled before the performance. So. <laughs> yes. And yeah, and then I was in another band actually uh, called Cherry Blossom Clinic. Oh, wow. But I, I was only in Cherry Blossom Clinic for uh, about a week before I got sacked. In fact, really? I got sacked. We had a, a live gig planned at the William Morris Club in Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. The band came to me. I was the bass player, mm-hmm. but I uh, very much like my acting career. Um, it sort of ended before it could begin because yeah. I couldn't really play the bass. And they did find someone who could actually play the bass. And they came to me and said, look, we're really sorry you're out. We've got this this other fella coming in, but you can still uh, play the tambourine if you want. And oh, I was so yeah. ended. I was like, I'm not going to play the tambourine. Yeah, yeah. I'm but- better than that. That's quite, yeah, that's, that's, uh, yeah, I feel that's kind of harsh asking to play the tambourine. That's still uh, it's a bit harsh, but also, uh, just to clarify, I had put bassist in your bio as well. So good, it, did say, it did say that as well, just to, <laughs> just, just uh, to throw it all in there. When I die, I really want you to get in touch with, uh, you know, Radio 4 or something and try and get me on Last Word. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. I want you to say she was one of the greatest bass, bass playing actors of our time. <laughs> It sounds like you're in tri- like a cheesy 90s actor who can only play the bass and act at the same time. It's like, what up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a weird cameo. Yes, I provide my own Seinfeld style yes. kind of bass riff. Uh, I would enjoy that. I usually start off the podcast by asking what kind of music are you into? Uh, so, uh, if, But if someone were to ask you what kind of music are you into, how do you typically respond? Oh, I'm one of those absolute wankers who goes, well, I can't really be pinned down, you know. Um, Again, I think the beauty of age is, uh, you know, I'm acting like I'm 112 and 47. (laughs) And I would say each decade of my life has brought something new into it. So I started off as a sort of indie kid and then I got very heavily into northern soul and mm-hmm. sort of soul generally actually and then uh, world music mm-hmm. was a big part of my life for a time and um and now i suppose what i'm into is crap that my children like <laughs> so what kind of crap do your children like Oh, God. I mean, some of it's not crap. Some of it's quite good, um, like Lizzo and Taylor Swift and, you know, the good yeah. the good ones. And then novelty. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube that they like, which are novelty records based around the video game of the moment. And it, it astonishes me how quickly people come up with these things. So there's a game called Among Us, which yes. at the time of recording, yeah. Yeah. my children are obsessed with. And um, there's about... Uh, I would say 50 songs that they play at the moment, which are people's own tributes to Among oh Us, called things like You're So Sus, yeah. or Who Is The Imposter? I actually think that's an original by Nirvana, actually. So, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're So Sus. Yeah. <laughs> I Saw You Vent. That was another one that I read. Anyway, so yeah. so yeah, there's some absolute dross on my uh, on my sort of playlists at the moment, but it's not my fault. Well, yeah, I guess that's kind of the the thing which happens when you have a family or like uh, if you uh, start a new relationship, you might have uh, you might you kind of intake their kind of music collection oh. as well, and it's kind of a it's mm. an interesting integration, I would say, because it's kind of like 
Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Well, I um, have many, uh, you know, when I was young, I was the kind of girl who would say or do anything to impress a new boyfriend. And yeah. so my music tastes have been, I mean, I'm quite suggestible anyway. And my sister, my older sister was a huge part of informing my very early musical taste because she's a little bit old well she's 10 years older than me I'm gonna say it so she uh, got into stuff so when I was eight she was 18 so mm-hmm. she was uh, a member of the Pearly Soul Patrol so she mm-hmm. kind of liked uh, sort of soul funk of the 80s yes and then she went to university and got into indie music. So then that was where I kind of got my indie stuff from. Yeah. And then basically yeah, I spent years kind of pretending to like things that I didn't really like. I had a boyfriend who was massively into Neil Young. Yeah. So for a long time, I pretended to like Neil Young. And I can now be honest and say I absolutely don't. And I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that the exes listen to this and will be very upset. For... I think I told him. I think that was my parting yeah, shot. Yeah. <laughs> I never even liked Neil Young. Oh, what Apart gr- from The Needle and the Damage Done, that's the only decent song. <laughs> what a, now, that's a good way to break up with someone. I don't even like Neil Young anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I'm out of here and I'm yeah. taking my Kyla Minogue record with me. <laughs> what a, yeah, I love that's a great exit. And my husband now, you see, so we've been together, well, we've been married for 11 years mm-hmm. and together for a bit longer. And um, I, I, I blame him and the children really for the fact that my taste in music is now, I, I would be embarrassed if I met myself when I was 20. I would be embarrassed to say what I like now because there's stuff that was irredeemably naff when I was young. Like if mm-hmm. you told me that I would listen to Queen, right? Because yeah. I used to think Queen were the worst yeah, excesses so. of kind of pomp, mm-hmm. cock rock nonsense. Um, but Justin is so into them that he has kind of won, won me round. That, that's exactly how I was because I, I loved Queen when I was a kid. Uh, then when I started to get into music when I was like uh 16, 17, I used to think, oh my God, they're so lame. So kind of like poppy. But about two, three years ago, I had a renaissance of Queen. And I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. Like I I went back for the whole catalog. I was like, oh my God, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I I think uh, they have that effect on you because like, because they can be seen in different perspectives. I think Queen, they very, they can be quite divisive in that way. But also, I think uh, Queen have a lot of depth to them, like, and a lot more than people might suggest. Uh, and yeah. yeah, I think that that's why it's multi-layered and very engaging on different counts as well. Well, it is, yeah. And I, but, but then you see, there's a bit of me that thinks, as I've got older, I've thought, oh, well, it's lovely because your tastes do become more Catholic, mm-hmm. and you are more forgiving, and I, you know, and you don't care about being cool, which is the main thing. Mm-hmm. Which is why I can, you know, I can listen to some of the rubbish that my children listen to and go, oh, actually, I quite like that. And my husband's terrible taste in music, which I mean, he is, <laughs> it's appalling. I do look at his gym playlists. Yeah. They're, they're sort of atrocities. They are <laughs> rights violations, but there will be stuff on it. I mean, it's, he's he either, there's a lot of Chaz and Dave, there's a lot of Andrew Lloyd Webber, which I mean, yeah. God, I still cannot reconcile myself to Andrew yes, Lloyd Webber, no, no. but he loves the musicals as Justin. Um, and oh yeah, just, I mean, and things like, again, Billy Joel, which I, I would have never dreamt that I'd enjoy a Billy Joel song, but there are a few actually that are quite good. So I do, I sort of pick and choose and I'm pleased that I'm more open-minded, but then at the same time, I kind of think I, I, I have no standards now. I have no yeah. musical standards. There's nothing I don't like on principle. Yeah. And I think there's something quite good and it, it, it keeps you young, I think, to have things that you hate and are angry about. Whereas yeah. I'm slipping into kind of middle-aged complacency. Well, I do kind of, well, I think it's an interesting point because I, uh, yeah, because when, when, I, when I was younger, there was a certain tribalism because I was really into rock and metal and anything that wasn't that, I would be like, oh, that's so lame, lamestream pop, am yeah. I right? Uh, but, <laughs> lame stream. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's one of these things which is like, I. Uh, but now I kind of understand why people like it. And the beauty of this podcast is that uh, people might bring people who I either don't know or I, I might not have liked in the past, but their passion for it really reinvigorates uh, like, invigors something in me, which I go, you yeah. know what, that's pretty cool. Um, I'll like it for that reason yeah and I think sometimes if you love someone then you love what they love and Mm -hmm. that's fine absolutely well I think it's time uh, what what uh, what a great chat and I think we should uh, head up to the the next part of our podcast called setting up camp 
Hello and welcome to Season 3 of Castable. Great to have you back. If you like what we do, please give us a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts and write us a little kind review. Also, why don't you share our podcast? Tell a friend about it. Word of mouth really helps spread the world, so please help us do that. Why don't you tweet us at Castable Podcasts and drop me a follow at Matt House Comedy. Why don't you watch me on Twitch at Matt House Comedy? If you like sci-fi books, why don't you buy my book called Purify from www.matthousecomedy.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Cheers. Needed a wee late last night and I've got no place to go. I took a wrong turn and now I'm here. I'm pissed So, Lucy, what is the name of your festival? Okay, it's going to be called... <laughs> <laughs> Are you on the spot right now? <laughs> I am, I am. I really should have prepared for this. Okay, i tell you what it's going to be called. It's going to be called Bridezilla. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, tell us more. And I tell you, it's sort of... Um, because basically, this is like my wedding... The way yes. that I've been thinking about this is it is, I think, having your own festival is like getting married Yeah. in that you can demand that people listen to what you want to listen to. Uh-huh. And so it can be anything. So what you are going to discover, Matt, is that uh, there are going to be a lot of conflicting styles <laughs> yeah. and a lot of artists who probably wouldn't get on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the backstage hospitality <laughs> yeah. is going to be riven with fights <laughs> and anger. You know, artists taken from very different genres and time periods and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at your wedding where you just kind of invite everyone you know and they just all have to get on with it. Yeah. That's the kind of vibe that I want for this. So yes. basically, if you're invited to Bridezilla, you have to go. It's mandatory. Yeah. Uh, it's like a national service. It is. It is. <laughs> Everybody has to do their weekend at Bridezilla. Yeah. And you have to listen to all the bands that I say you have to listen to. And there's a dress code. Yeah. And I want a present. <laughs> And for the whole weekend, do you wear your wedding dress as well? Like I, I, and bunny boots? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't fit into my wedding dress anymore, sadly. <laughs> but yes, I will, I'll squeeze myself into it and be drunk and angry and wearing wellies. That's going to be yeah. how I would have liked to have been at my actual wedding. Wait, why would you be angry at your wedding? Or why are you angry at the festival? I don't know. No, it's just sort of being drunk and okay. angry. I can't, because I'm not an angry person. Uh, yeah, and I'm okay. very bad at expressing anger. Like my you know this I know this isn't in the psychiatrist chair but uh, I you know I'm very bad at conflict Mm -hmm. and so I think I would quite like to have a very angry Mm -hmm. weekend of just being furious with everything yeah Yeah. (laughs) well if if you're the event management I think you can be furious like what's the Mm. decking doing over there you're joking (laughs) get on over there and that's what they have the end of what you're doing pal (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> exactly so yeah bridezilla just yeah. kind of yeah furious about yes. toilets whatever I... the toilets are i'll be angry about that <laughs> that's the title of the episode furious about toilets <laughs> <laughs> yes that's the title of my autobiography yeah. <laughs> um brilliant so uh, where else geographically is your festival now i've got two options for you matt mm-hmm. and i want you to choose mm-hmm. so the two options are edinburgh okay. or las vegas Oh, so I'm going to give you the reasoning. So Edinburgh, because the minute you say festival, my little comedian brain goes, well, it's got to be in Edinburgh because that's where festival, that's it, it's it's Edinburgh. Because I have been going to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival since 1991, 92, about the same time as I was going to Reading. Mm -hmm. Um, And along with music, comedy was the big love of my life for many, Mm -hmm. many years. And then eventually, you know, comedy was the path that I chose. And I have been going to Edinburgh for the festival every year. And I have this amazing love-hate relationship with it, like a lot of comedians do. And because it is such a great city to do a festival in, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly the kind of, like the comedy festival, because there's loads of little rooms. I would kind of quite like my festival to be indoors. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if that's contentious. However you want to do it. Yeah, I kind of think I'm I'm of an age now where I enjoy an indoors festival uh, where one can sit down and have a finger buffet. (laughs) (laughs) Do it like a wedding, yeah. Yes, it's it's so like a wedding. It's like a a sort of very naff wedding. Yeah. Um, So 
kind of for that reason I kind of think well Edinburgh is quite good because you could have loads of stuff going on in different venues as you do in the Fringe Festival Mm -hmm. but it I, I kind of feel because my relationship with Edinburgh is like a you know I've had some of the best and worst times of my life there Mm-hmm. so I um because I think with Edinburgh like much as I love the comedy festival or the fringe festival which to me is a comedy festival it's sort of Edinburgh's like capitalism I think that you should <laughs> think well there must be a good way yeah of, you know maybe there's a good way of in the same way you go maybe we could have nice capitalism maybe there's a sort of yeah you know a way that we can make it work but then like with Edinburgh you go people have tried like the you know the free fringe they come along and they try and sort of do something differently so it's not as miserable for the acts and they're not losing loads of money but actually it sort of never quite works and you think maybe we just have to tear the whole thing down Mm -hmm. so I kind of feel like maybe I could redeem Edinburgh with my music festival that this could be a sort of wholly positive saving grace Mm. um well yeah that's that's a very noble uh thing to have as well as you know having a a lovely band in the background as well to kind of yeah it'd be I like it I like uh I wouldn't like to go into a music like a music gig where it's too small like a room's too small do you know what I mean because that'd be a bit too claustrophobic but uh I wouldn't yeah if it was a slightly bigger venue and uh I think that'd be really cool and I have seen bands in Edinburgh and it it is a nice vibe as well so yeah absolutely and it's a great city in so many I mean it's beautiful and it's manageable and you get really fit walking up and down hills yes absolutely (laughs) this is how I met Matt was in Edinburgh yeah our thighs will never been sharper in our life. So, oh my yeah. God, they were like tree trunks. Mine were like, <laughs> like finely hewn, turned bits of wood. Amazing. But uh, anyway, yes. So that's so it's either Edinburgh or Vegas if we want to be sure in a nice sunny place mm. with lots of big arenas. I feel like Edinburgh's got your heart in it, so I think I think that's mm. that's the place to go. I think let's do it in Edinburgh. I think that's okay. a. But obviously it's your festival, so you can upturn that anytime. Or how about if it's going badly and you're like, you know what? I've had enough of this. You can jet off to Las Vegas anytime <laughs> you want. <laughs> oh, I know. Listen, yeah. let's make it like a wedding where we have the pre-festival in Vegas. So we have like a hen night. Oh, my God. So yes. we start with uh, yeah, a few nights in Vegas just to get a tan. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yes. Yes. We'll have and we'll you know have cocktails and whatever, and then we transfer to Edinburgh for the actual serious festival. Yes, um, oh my god! You know what? Like, there's some people who just come in here, they do a wonderful music festival. But what you've done is like, no, no, I'm going to get a free holiday out of this as well. So <laughs> yes. this is good. <laughs> yeah, we might even need a honeymoon. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, it's a free parter. Yeah. There we go. Three parter. Oh, so the wow. third part is going to be in the Seychelles. <laughs> Yeah. That is not where I went on honeymoon. I'd like to make that yeah. abundantly clear. But um that's where you would like to go for sure. That's where I would like to go. That's the honeymoon I never had. So <laughs> brilliant. Um so is a uh, camping at your festival? Uh is there any camping at Edinburgh or is it just hotels? Um I think it's a nice mixture of all kinds of things. I mean, I think we would have on the meadows, we would have a kind of big tented venue like they do, like you know like the lady boys of Bangkok always mm-hmm. used to have. We'll have that. Um, then we'll have some gigs indoors and then we'll have Inverleith Park. That can have a, a sort of stadium built of tents there as well. <laughs> yeah. And the Botanic Gardens, they're lovely. Mm-hmm. And, and then down on the docks at Leith, we'll have a sort of seafront element. Wow. Like, honestly, they, they should charge you to uh, be in charge of the actual festival. This is great. Yeah. So what is one thing that makes your festival better than anyone else's? Right. Okay. Um, it's Well, maybe we should sort of extend this kind of wedding theme in that I think because it is compulsory to attend. <laughs> yeah. And so you will, <laughs> and it will be like a wedding where you'll yeah. be given a gang because I, you know, yeah. I think the, the problem with festivals sometimes is you're either you start with your own mates and then you get tensions because some of you want to do one thing and some of you want to do another and then it all becomes a sort of logistical nightmare. And you sort of, because I've done this where you do end up going to see the bands your friends want to see and yeah. then you all have to like eat at the same time and you might not feel like it or, you know, because I'm quite a polite person. Mm-hmm. What I would really like is for someone 
maybe okay you're given an itinerary to which you must stick yeah it's a kind of fairly fascistic feel to this yeah, festival, yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you must see the band i won because i'm really drunk and angry <laughs> yes but i think it will take any agony of choice away from you so you will mm-hmm. do exactly what you're told to do you get given a very detailed itinerary mm-hmm. plus clothing yes a fancy dress yes lovely it's a fancy dress festival do you mean uh, like as in like literally fancy dress as in then you come in the costume you want or is it literally fancy dress because it's a wedding where it's so suit and tie etc like uh, mm, tempted by both yeah i'm tempted um, by maybe, maybe daytime smart evening costume yes uh i like and there's going to be a nice layer for people to get changed as well uh also to limit choice as well what you could do like a wedding um you could rsvp what you want to eat as well like you i want this this and this and then you can send it in just pick it up chicken or fish mate chicken or fish (laughs) or the vegan option obviously absolutely yeah (laughs) Uh, we're very hungry over this festival (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's time to head to your uh main line or your festival we're going to hear about all your wonderful acts let's go and hear who you have in store? I wanna see that band you hate. I already told you we were too late. Now let's go back to the tent. Call on Trudy, cause it's burning in the field. Okay. Do you have three days of festivals or is it a bit of a one really. day? Or? Okay, well, I'll tell you what I'll do is I'll do you a typical itinerary mm-hmm. that yes. you would be furnished with. So That sounds great. Uh, we'll start off on the Friday. Um, who's the first band to open up your festival? The Friday, what I'm going to do, actually, I've decided if this is all right with you, Matt, is I'm going to make this reflect the eras of my life. Brilliant. I love that so much. You've already discussed that. And I think that's a really strong... The themes are quite strong as well. I like that. Yeah. So I think sort of let's go chronologically. So the first day is going to be a sort of quite weird mix because you're going to have on the one hand a little bit of kind of jazz, funk and soul. Yeah. And on the other hand, a little bit of indie and shoegazing. Nice. So this is the kind of 80s, 90s element of the festival. I mean, maybe to be truly chronological, we should start off with the Wombles. Okay, Womble, Wombles are opening. Are they, Wombles are, they... are opening. Hello, Glastonbury. <laughs> and they'll come back at the end to tidy up. That's yes. the oh my... of having the Wombles at your festival, right? Okay, you what? We're, we're making efficient efficient use here because like, yeah. you hire them for the music and then they'll uh, save for the cleanup. <laughs> yeah, great. yeah, yeah, exactly. They'll be making good use of finding some very weird things, I would imagine, yeah. at a festival, but... <laughs> Goodness yeah. knows what they'll <laughs> come up with. But so they can start it off because they were like my first musical love, right? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So we would go from the Wombles, then probably through to Elvis Costello, who was the great early. I mean, when I discovered the music of Elvis Costello, that was when I really discovered music. And, you know. What, what kind of age were you when you um, found out about Elvis Costello? This was about 10, 11. Mm-hmm. This was a big period in my life. My sister was at university and she'd got into kind of new wavy stuff. I already kind of quite like madness Mm -hmm. and squeeze because they were like the sort of poppy end of new wave. And I've always really liked interesting lyrics. And I think that will be a theme that may recur throughout Mm -hmm. our festival weekend. And um, like, squeeze i remember squeeze have got a song called tempted which is this song about someone having an affair and it's Mm -hmm. very dramatic and i i loved that it was like a little bit of soap opera for me and i really loved that song when i was young and Mm -hmm. um up the junction and pulling muscles from the shell because all their songs were like little stories and i've always loved a good story um and madness similarly like um house of fun was Mm -hmm. a big record when i was a kid and because it had this double meaning that like your sister told you oh when they're talking about house of fun and about party balloons they're talking about condoms and i was like oh my god i don't know what condoms are but that sounds amazing (laughs) (laughs) well 
uh, less less um, subtle than that. I um I always love it in a song when you're a kid. You're like, oh, oh my god, I know what that means because um uh, I grew up when uh, Kaiser Chiefs were around and uh, I predict the riot has a uh, two pound for a pack for a condom. And every time I listen to it, I was like, oh my goodness, oh dear me, ooh, that's for sex. Ooh, I know what sex is. Ooh. <laughs> yes. yes. And I listened to it last year, so uh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> And I'm still laughing. I'm still laughing. <laughs> yeah. at them talking about condoms in the song. Um, so yeah. So I think. Well, let's have. So we've got the Wombles. Let's have Madness. Yes. Let's have um, Squeeze. Costello. We'll have Elvis Costello, please. In fact, he probably should headline, shouldn't he? Well, I think Elvis Costello is a brilliant place to because that's a nice headline. I would say that's a uh, nice headliner. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sort of tempted around that same time. Tom Waits as well. Ooh. You know who amazing again the the storytelling mm-hmm. and the kind of weirdness of those songs um t- tell you what maybe tom waits is a perfect um you know it's about six o'clock there's two more bands for the rest of the day and like it's just it's uh, in the early evening where it's just starting to settle mm-hmm. down i know it's indoors but like it just has that mm-hmm. nice atmospheric it's like you're just soothing you, you're soaking yourself into the evening i think tom waits yes. might be perfect for that well, cocktail hour really is what we're talking yes. about in my yeah. language here. So yeah, so he's cocktail hour with Tom Waits, and then we kind of and it, the tragic thing is that it it would be people of my age if you put Elvis Costello on, we go absolutely embarrassingly arms flailing, kind of trying to do dancing, awful embarrassing mum and dad weirdness. So so yeah, so that'd be quite good actually. Mm-hmm. That sounds, that's great um dancing to pump it up and oliver's army it, and all of those yeah, <laughs> yeah although yeah. i always liked his more melancholy stuff so i might yeah. insist that it's all the really downbeat ones like <laughs> i want you and long honeymoon i think imperial bedroom was one of my absolute favorite albums so yeah long honeymoon which yeah. is a miserable story of a collapsing marriage i, I don't know what i you know when i was about <laughs> 10 or 11 i really loved stories of unhappy marriages yeah. and affairs <laughs> and well to be fair it's Bridezilla, so it is a perfect fit. So yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yes. Oh yeah, the whole weekend we'll have a theme of yeah. how desperately uh, unachievable monogamous <laughs> happiness is. You know, and, and your husband just walking around like, is everything okay between us? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> just listen to the songs. <laughs> I'm going to listen to Squeeze now. Bye. <laughs> um, um, brilliant. So we have one balls man, this squeeze, Tom Waits, Elvis Costello. Is there anyone else you want to point in for your Friday? Because that's quite, that's lovely. Uh, and It's very man heavy, isn't it? I've noticed. Whereas actually, because a lot of the names that I've written down are uh, women, mm-hmm. but I think there was, there was a sort of slight scarcity of female role models, really. The, I mean, mm-hmm. the Bangles. Yes. Ooh. They definitely, they can go on because Susanna Hoff's was the the woman we all wanted to be. But I tell you what else there was, which I really liked in the 80s, was there were a lot of very good female singer-songwriters. Mm-hmm. So I would say Ch- Tracy Chapman, mm-hmm. Katie Lang, Michelle Shocked, mm-hmm. Suzanne Vega, mm-hmm. Tanita Tikaram. So those those were the kind of the the sort of female role models I had. And then there was a lot of good there was a lot of good female pop as well. Because I mean Kylie mm-hmm. was great, but I think I was because I was a little bit um, like wanted to prove myself as an indie kid and I'm not into mm-hmm. all that kind of uh, commercial pap, then mm-hmm. uh, I, I sort of, I didn't appreciate Kylie and stuff so much at the time as I do now. So in terms of structure of the day, we have one ball's opening. Um, we also have Madness Squeeze, The Bangles, then Tom Waits, uh, and then headliner Elvis Costello. Who is going in what order, do you reckon? Huh. <sighs> Um, yeah, I mean, I think we just uh, that's fine, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'd love it. to be a bit more meticulous. No, 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 you know what? It's uh, that, that works perfect with me. I, I think it does, make... yeah, yeah, I, no, I think that'll work. Oh, sorry, Elvis Costello can't make it, but Neil Young can do it. Is that okay? Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, man. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm joking. I'm joking. Neil Young's on a private jet with Bob Dylan, and they're both coming in to surprise you. Oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no, no thanks. Well, probably so they can tell them where to go. But, uh, yeah. Okay. They um, can help the Wombles tidy up. Yeah. 
<laughs> imagine that. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay. Um, so is that it for your Friday? Yeah, I think let's let's start easy because we don't want to outdo ourselves because we're no. old. <laughs> so we want well, to keep some energy. Well, talking about spending energy and uh, um, uh, how is your nightlife? Do you have much of a nightlife or is it kind of, nope. or, or is by your itinerary is bed by 10? And lights out at 10.30. I'll allow it to be a late <laughs> night. Just this once we can stay up to 10.30. No, no, no. No, because I have terrible uh, FOMO, as the young people call it. And uh, yeah. this is why, you see, going back to the Edinburgh Festival, uh, the normal Edinburgh Festival, not Bridezilla, um, I always in my younger days stayed up till five six in the morning because mm -hmm. I always thought well this could be the time when the exciting thing happens or when I get off with someone or when you know and it was never that time it was never, <laughs> nothing ever happened I just stayed still up still yeah <laughs> still there five in the morning but yeah so I, I would love to take that pressure away from people so okay. You yeah. can go to bed at 10.30, safe in the knowledge that I will be patrolling the perimeter of the whole of Edinburgh <laughs> and making sure nobody's having any more fun than you are. There is some fascist undertones, as you've said. Like, there is like, it sounds like you kind of like, we put up this camp, we're going to have patrolmen going around it, so make sure with the very vicious dog, so please, please stay in your tent. <laughs> yes. Don't even think about fraternising after hours. Yeah. There'll be no saucy business. It is, it's entirely just being a, a sort of awful mother of young children who... <laughs> making their lives a misery and i'm like now i'm I, i'm power crazed from that so i'm gonna yeah, extend it yeah. to everyone <laughs> well we wake up fresh and daisy well you do uh, yeah you do. i mean this is the thing that you know actually routine is not a bad thing and i spent years not appreciating it and now i'm i'm well into it so we'll be up at um there'll be a yoga class <laughs> yes that actually genuinely i'm laughing because it's uh it's unusual but it'd be actually really refreshing actually so yeah. it'd be nice yeah a bit so of yoga 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 and a cuddle oh hello who's supplying the cuddles it's just oh everyone God. everybody i mean it's um yeah it's just something that i i know a lot of people have been very pleased in 2020 about the removal of sort of mandatory physical contact and I get that totally so the the physical contact won't be mandatory attendance at the festival is but nobody has to cuddle if they don't want to but um but the wombles will be there to cuddle oh no that's just... you know what this is it started off quite like uh, it, it kind of flips between being quite like this is a uh, a deaf camp situation versus <laughs> quite cute it's also very cute as well it's very nice is it yeah i mean because like you know being 10 or else we'll shoot you but you do get to cuddle with the wombles yeah. isn't it? You know, like that is really nice actually but what also... i'm doing here is i'm illustrating the dangers uh, and the, the way that fascism creeps in you see <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly how you do it. Because it's it's not there. It's just it's the undertones are there. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like yes. Yeah, but like it's. I think uh, by Sunday it's going to be like uh, you know full <laughs> militia. <laughs> well, I'm I'm fully aware that there will be sort of a resistance will have broken out. <laughs> About Saturday lunchtime. Well, it's like a wedding, you know, when, um, I mean, I have been to weddings where everything has been incredibly regimented and you are told when you can go from place A to place B and then, you know, people do go. I, I love that being the cheeky ones who are outside, you know, having a fag or. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I went once to a wedding where there was no booze uh -huh. and uh, it was an American who was getting married mm -hmm. and um it was it was on a boat and they got us on this boat and they said oh no there's you know we won't be we won't be drinking because it's daytime and of course british people at a wedding yeah 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 it's daytime of course it's daytime yeah. we, we were expecting to start drinking at 11 a.m yeah, that is what exactly. you do at a wedding yeah. um and so that and then you know people found ways to go and get foods and you yeah. know and a, a, a boat is a difficult one because you can't really leave, can you? You know what I mean? No, like, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, so you, uh, I would always like an escape plan, yeah. Or like, you know, even if like the bar, I'm I'm usually the last person to stay in the dance floor anyway. And uh, I, I, but also you, I don't know. I I kind of feel that even if it's not your cup of tea, or you know what I mean, like uh, you, you can always slink off if you need to, yeah. or go back to the hotel room. Yeah, you know what I mean, like uh, oh yeah. I mean, party on a boat is the worst idea of all time mm -hmm. ever. 
and it people keep trying it and i yeah. you know i've been to a few do's on boats and my overwhelming feeling is always i'm on a bloody boat i can't yeah. get off the boat mm -hmm. and that underpins that sense of anxiety underpins everything else so yeah definitely you can escape mm -hmm. from bridezilla but you will not be allowed back in <laughs> like hotel california yeah, um no returns yeah. so after yoga and cuddle what do we have on your saturday who which bands do we have now saturday is my big day Ooh. and we're moving from my sort of indie days into where soul came into my life um and that you know sort of changed everything yeah so i now okay i've got my headliner should we start there yeah absolutely so my headliner is going to be gladys knight and the pips oh wow that's strong that's really strong it's incredibly strong and i just i don't know why but i feel like gladys knight and the pips are a vastly underrated they really band. are yeah uh they um because i don't know I, I don't know the back catalogs but i know the main hits and like and they're, they're just extremely wonderful and there's different mm. types of vibes as well as there's this the, the really uh the slower songs are like uh, are wonderful but also uh, the more beat ones are like just mesmerizing you know well exactly uh, and they had a bit of disco yeah. they had a motown face so they started off with brunswick and they were sort of well you know originally called the pips they're a family band as well mm -hmm. you know which is a nice little story i think the problem is they're quite personally dull like there's mm -hmm. no you're not going to get a dream girls mm -hmm. or you know the, the marvin gay kind of drama and murder and tension they were just a very boring um, yeah. group of people but i think gladys knight has one of the finest voices that's ever existed i kind of think you know up there with Aretha for me, mm -hmm. just sort of a very different kind of voice, but amazing. Um, and then, yeah, and so much variety in their back catalogue, so many amazing songs. So like you say, you've got the kind of help me make it through the night, mm -hmm. kind of agonising, painful stuff. Uh, Midnight Train to Georgia, of course, everyone loves. Absolutely. Yeah. My personal favourite is, uh, it's. Uh, I think it's, didn't anybody tell you Love Had Another Side? I think is the name of it, but that's yeah. the lyric anyway. Um, and that's a really sad one about the end of a relationship. And <laughs> Who could have guessed? <laughs> oh, she loves a bit of misery, this one. But, yeah. uh, uh, but it's about sort of watching as the one you love goes off and you know yeah. you're, they're going to get their heart broken again. So there's a slight sort of triumphalism to it. Love it. Uh, bougie, bougie. Everybody wants to be bougie, bougie. It's great. Yeah little upbeat one um it feels yeah, like amazing with if gladys knight and the pits were headlining it's the kind of artist which during their set you can have a lot of different journeys there do you know what i mean yeah. like it, it can go from that the highs to the lows and they were a massive uh uh phoenix from the flames like burst at the end do you know what i mean yeah. you could have it all and uh, yes I, I it's not the same by any stretch of the, of the imagination but um I remember having like a, a near spiritual experience seeing Bruce Springsteen live as well. Cause he has that kind of like, he has the gospel choir and it kind of like, it, he, it feels like he's doing a sermon at times as well. It feels like there's power there. And I feel like that's the kind of thing you, you might get from when Gladys Knight and the Pips as well. Do you know what I mean? I love that kind of thing. Oh my God. Yeah. You will be absolutely transformed. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Springsteen is another one actually, who I used to think was irredeemably naff when I was a kid and mm -hmm. absolutely love now and really yeah. regret. Yeah. I had a friend who used to love Bruce Springsteen and used to go and see him everywhere and offered me, on occasion oh, tickets to go and see me? oh god i mean it's it, it pains me as well i'm like why did i not there was one time where she was going to um new york because her boyfriend was really into him as well and they were like well look, we're gonna go to new york and see bruce springsteen and we've got a spare ticket why don't you and i was like oh no well i've got a gig i've got a gig in crew so i can't <laughs> get what an idiot what an absolute idiot anyway but yeah so the thing that annoys me most about that Lucy is not necessarily you in that story so I've definitely done that to myself as well like yeah. not necessarily Bruce Springsteen but it's been another band like oh my friends you want to go and see this and have a nice time with friends no I've got to go to to uh at least to uh to do a, a mm. gig for no money and no it's not gonna be anyone there I'm all drive for 18 hours do you know what I mean it's like, like that's the kind of thing like uh, as a when I started doing the other mic spots I would do and my friends had to be like you're not gonna drive six hours to do a cake for no one i was like oh i might do uh it's like we go going to glastonbury if you want yeah it's, yeah. it's uh yeah it's it's, it's yeah the stupid choices we made for comedy but that's because yeah. we love it and yeah, we do. you know we, do. we we had to do it but yeah so i mean i really regret that i mean 
the times though sometimes you know when you do go and see someone that you like so Dolly Parton right Mm -hmm. I finally got to see Dolly Parton and I think I'd built it up too much you know when you're too excited about seeing someone and they could never live up and it was amazing and she was brilliant and I did feel really moved but then Mm. I sort of I kind of think I'd expected something maybe this is what my worry is with Gladys Knight and the Pips is that I'm going to be thinking oh god this is going to change my life finally seeing Gladys Knight and the Pips live Mm -hmm. but maybe I won't go maybe it'll be like Nirvana where I'll go and do something else (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I think you're the first person to go you know what we're gonna have a dream festival but I'm not gonna turn up to see the headline I really want to see because <laughs> it might be just a little bit uh it might it, although sometimes but I did see Paul McCartney and mm-hmm. that really that was another really sort of amazing moving one mm-hmm. so yeah sometimes it works out sometimes you go oh god yeah this is everything I dreamed it would be the who that was a very good one as well yes. which I didn't even really like the who but they were yeah phenomenal they were what I sort of thought they should be kind of thing. Mm-hmm. anyway uh, so yeah so Glenn's Night in the Pit so who who else is on your soulful Saturday well it, there's a bit of soul and a little bit of country oh hello uh, so, because Gladys Knight and the Pips, I was thinking, obviously, Help Me Make It Through the Night was one of their big hits, and that is by Chris Christopherson, mm-hmm. who I adore, and I think is one of the best songwriters, writes brilliant story songs. Um, so Chris Christopherson will be there, also representing country. Let's have Dolly Parton. So oh, actually, I can, hello. I can see her again and then be a bit more relaxed about it. And Tammy Wynette, mm-hmm. who I met um shortly before she died which was um you know that was that was a dream come true oh bless and how was that experience for you well i mean she was a bit stressed to be honest (laughs) was she a bride at a festival (laughs) (laughs) she was she had a sort of bride energy about her about uh yeah yeah she was going on a tv show that i was working on and she was quite stressed about that but it was more the fact that i could say that i i had met her so oh and um grand parsons i would like Oh, brilliant. So that's the sort of country element. Yes. Is there any other band you add to your Saturday? Or... Uh, well, Emily Harris as well. Obviously, actually, if we're having Grand Parsons, we've got to have Emily Harris with him. And then, so soul-wise, mm-hmm. I'm going to add uh, Betty Swan, who is one of my absolute faves and is mm-hmm. a little bit... Um, unknown generally i think she's not uh as well known as she should be so um i when i was young i got an album which was it was half betty swan and half candy statin oh that's interesting uh and it was sort of their early work and it was brilliant so there's uh these arms of mine is a great Mm -hmm. betty swan intro for anyone who doesn't know her so betty swan and candy statin we can have um brenda holloway i would have um, Dusty Springfield oh, was yeah. a huge Dusty in Memphis. Uh, that album changed my life. I That's mean, it, Stevie yeah. Wonder. Stevie Wonder should be a headliner. I've just thought There's... of all the people who I've really obsessively listened to over the years. I've probably listened to more Stevie Wonder than anything else. Um, so you mentioned uh, Dusty Springfield and Memphis, and obviously you say that you obsessively listen to these soul bands. What does soul mean to you? And uh, and how, why were you in, so invested into it? What, why do you think it was? Like, what attracted you to it, soul? I think because I am someone who is incredibly repressed and does not uh, talk about emotions easily or... Um, you know, I'm getting better, but I certainly, yeah, I don't like conflict, drama, tension, any of that stuff. And, uh, you know, the, the the passion and the pain and the drama of soul music was kind of, you know, I think often music is a way of expressing things that you yourself cannot Absolutely. express. Yeah. And uh, so, That's a wonderful yeah. yeah, I guess, thank you. I guess it was that. Well, uh, yeah, so we uh, we have, um, on the same day, we have Dolly Parton, Stevie Wonder, Dusty Springfield, and Gladys Knights and the Pips. So that's like four headliners there uh, in a single day. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. That's, that's epic. I'm um, ambitious with this festival. <laughs> yeah. But it is like a wedding where I'm going to yeah. basically have overreached myself a bit and uh, be crying at the end. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be crying at 10 o'clock or else, it's, uh, or else the dogs will get you. The dogs will get you. <laughs> <laughs> anyone not crying will be taken for re-education 
Where they pin up in your eyes uh, and uh, get to watch like really sad films. Uh, um, okay. Uh, anyone else you would like to add to your Saturday before moving on to your Sunday? I don't. I mean, I think it would be an embarrassment of riches if I did anyone else, wouldn't it? <laughs> to be fair, it's quite, it's, it's an amazing Saturday. Uh, it's a strong Saturday. It is a strong. So uh, a hard day to fall after the Saturday, but who have you got wrapping up your festival on your Sunday? Now, so let's come to the present day, Matt, mm-hmm. shall we? And what I'm going to do... It's among us for 14 hours. It's well, I, <laughs> <laughs> there definitely might be an Among Us tournament on. Maybe that's how we'll start the Sunday morning. We'll have a little bit of video games. Yeah, that's and... good. Yeah, that's really novel. I like that. Well, what I like to do with the children at the weekend is we basically just sit around in our pajamas all day playing video games. So that's, that's cool. kind of what we can do until the afternoon. And then I shall make everyone get dressed. Yeah. <laughs> and clean their teeth. Yeah. That's the other thing. There'll be a lot of teeth cleaning at this yeah. festival. <laughs> Between we... every act. Get yes. your dentist stick out. Come on. <laughs> Not dentist stick, that's for dogs. But uh yeah, it's uh well um but and there yeah, might it... be a nap as well. Yeah. I, I, I might figure in some sort of napping schedule as well. So what other uh, video games do you like to play? Well, I mean, only really what the kids play. And it's we don't have a console because I used to be a sort of PlayStation girl mm-hmm. back in the day. So it was all um, Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption and stuff. And then I had the kids and I haven't played anything. So now I play... Um, <laughs> my son's got a game called Raft, which is yeah. where you're on a raft. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you sit on your raft. I mean, it is the dullest thing you could ever imagine, but I really like... I quite like a dull game. Yeah. <laughs> So he's got Raft, which I quite enjoy. There's one called Kerbal Space Program, which oh, is... Oh, yes, where, I know that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then my daughter is just all about Minecraft and just builds yeah. the most amazing worlds. And I do um, I do build battles, which are, you know, you just make these... It gives you a subject and then you make it. So it's like, you know, build a, a, a bonfire or a, a pig or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do these and I get so competitive and I'm clearly competing against teenagers and <laughs> I get absolutely furious. And the thing that really shocks me is I have never encountered racism and the amount of times, so they do a build, you know, you yeah. do this build battle and it says, you know, um, build a spaceship. And the number of times that some clearly a teenager just does a swastika. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I've shagged yeah. your mum and yeah. all of this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is and like proper racism. Yeah, yeah. And they yeah. managed to do it via the medium of a Minecraft yeah. build battle. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like uh, like that's what Twitter's for, everyone. Come on, move up there. Come on, like, <laughs> like yeah, it's it's uh, it, it, the online forums can be quite uh, can be quite horrible and difficult. But um, it is when it pops up where you wouldn't expect it to. Though, yeah, especially when you, really... especially when you tried really hard to build a nice spaceship and they've just <laughs> yes. done their picture of Hitler. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, and everyone uh, votes for the picture yeah, of Hitler yeah, yeah. or the the big spunky. <laughs> spunky penis that's the, the one that everyone goes for and i'm like but i put i put a little spaceman looking out of the window of my rocket and i did <laughs> bless I, you yeah anyway but so yeah i've stopped my daughter doing that without my supervision anyway um yeah so we'll do video games lying around in your pants and um cleaning yep. your teeth <laughs> cleaning your teeth i'll write that down um any artist you would like to start your day with on your sunday yeah, well, why don't we go with, um, well, you see, it would have been Justin Fletcher a few years ago, who you may know better as Mr. Tumble. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. And even now, when I put my uh, music on shuffle, I get quite a lot of Mr. Tumble. I've got really weird stuff from the age where my kids were young and listening to CBB stuff. So there's a guy called Andy Day. In fact, I tell you what, Andy Day, he can start. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. Andy from Andy's Dinosaur Adventures. Yeah. And he's a lovely man and he does very good sort of pop songs for kids. There's a guy called Nick Cope as well who he'd mm-hmm. be on. So we'd have Family Hour with Andy Day and Nick Cope. And yeah, so that would be the that would be the morning time. Lovely. Uh, and then now I suppose I would say like Lizzo is something I'm very yes, uh, excited about. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm like 10 years behind everyone else, but I think it's, there are so many very good, um, you know, Lizzo and Taylor Swift, I think mm-hmm. uh, uh, the things that my children have brought me that I am most grateful for. They're wonderful. Yeah. Um, 
very positive, uh, good role models. You know, I mean, they're quite. Uh, they have a lot going on. I like very it. good, very, yeah. very good, and exactly what I could have done with when I was a gal. I think because I do, I get very jealous of younger women because I think when I was growing up it was still an era where as a woman you were expected to be very sort of self-deprecating mm. and you know as a comedian I've always been one of those who like I really put myself down and yeah, you know it's like get in yeah. first before everybody else does mm-hmm. and I think it's it's okay not to be like that now and I I really like that and I, yeah. really, I, I sort of wish there'd been a bit I mean it's difficult because I still fundamentally I still relate a lot more to people who are very self-deprecating and self-loathing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and yeah. I kind of find it sometimes I find it really hard when people are sort of very positive and good you know feeling good about themselves and you know yeah I, I deserve this and mm-hmm. I own it and I, I it's it's something that I am coming to terms with as an older person to go yeah no mm-hmm. that is good that is really good yeah it's it's really nice and uh there's so many more wonderful acts breaking through who uh you know like uh, do have that like wonderful positive messages like uh, there's literally a band called self-esteem who are like literally have that, those messages in the, in the work as well like uh, I think they're more famous than I think I because people have told me about them on this podcast and they sound wonderful and everyone's like yeah they're quite famous but I'm like <laughs> like, like but I'm, I'm quite an old uh, like codger if you know what I mean so I'm just like oh self-esteem what is self-esteem <laughs> yeah I mean like uh, oh don't I mean that's my entire life is yeah. thinking I've discovered something yeah <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah. people are going, yeah, they've actually been around since yeah. 2000. And have I'm you, like, yeah, but I haven't done anything since 2000. Have you heard of Nirvana? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I am thinking, actually, Matt? Maybe we should put Nirvana as our <sighs> headliner. But, but then you don't go to see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's make that the theme of yeah, the whole okay. three nights. Yeah, yeah, I never yeah. see the headline. I never see the headliner. <laughs> but yeah, it would be a kind of nice way to crown it, wouldn't it? And also, yeah. I think... You do need to balance positivity and upbeat messages and Mm -hmm. self-esteem with a bit of a little bit of kind of misery. Because I, you know, that's one thing that has never left me is my uh, fondness for really miserable songs. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I think there's a time and a place for it because like I don't always put miserable songs, but there's always a time if I'm feeling a need to reflect that, as we said earlier, like if you need to you need to sh- correspond to your feelings with music. I can put on a Radiohead album or something like that. Yes. You can express it in the way you would like to as well. Yes, exactly. It gives you an outlet for it. I mean, yeah, I mean, Radiohead's a very good shout, actually. Or oh, I tell you who I'm going to pop on, Jeff Buckley. Oh, hell, yes. You know, Jeff Buckley and then Nirvana, perfect finish. Right. Yes, and it would that would remind me of a sort of particularly miserable time of my life, which might be yeah. quite nice to reflect on how far we've come. That you know, yeah. there was a time where I was listening to Jeff Buckley's "Lover, You Should Have Come Over" and feeling really miserable, and now here I am with mm-hmm. Lizzo, mm-hmm. feeling good as hell. Yes, I think unless you have anything more to add, I think that's a perfect way to finish off your festival. That's a nice bow tie to it, I think. Yeah, I'm very happy with that festival. It's a festival that I would endorse and that I would be happy to force people to attend (laughs) (laughs) on peril of uh, fine or imprisonment I haven't decided what the punishment is for not Uh, attending but it will be fairly draconian it may it may be a physical penalty yeah wonderful well I think it's time to head to the final piece of our podcast uh, Mm -hmm. and let's start out some floor fillers As with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here are a couple of hypothetical questions that Lucy has to deal with in a manner that she sees fit. So your first one is, uh, oh my goodness, uh, someone's running late and you need to fill for time. But fortunately, one of your favorite celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. They don't need to be a DJ, but uh, which celebrity would you pick to do a DJ set for you? Well, it will be a DJ and I know exactly who it will be. It will be Lisa Tarbuck. Oh, hello. On Radio 2, she plays the best music. And it, it, if she 
you know, I don't always like to sort of say it's sexism, but I think mm. in this case it really is. If she was a bloke, mm -hmm. then everyone would go, oh, my God, what an amazing uh, sort of curator of music this is. And she'd get a show on Radio 3, mm -hmm. uh, you know, sort of late Junction style thing or or six music. But um, she, I think, is incredibly not only is she obviously brilliant at the chat and everything, but her her music taste is so great. And yeah, um, yeah she should have she should have shows on every channel. Uh, well, yeah, Lisa Tarlock's a brilliant show. I can imagine her like a uh, like a uh, dropping some acid at like uh, five o'clock and just going for it as well. Um, That's what she does before a radio yeah. teacher. <laughs> People don't know it. Yeah, it's a secret. A secret of BBC Radio. <laughs> oh no, Gladys Knight and the Pips have cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace them? Ah, oh, well, there is no replacement, but I suppose I could be on the phone to Dion Warwick. Oh, no, or Whitney Houston. Yes. Oh, bring wow, back yeah. Whitney. Let's bring back Whitney. Another big voice and uh, she, much taken too soon. RIP. She's with the Angels now. Um, so uh, your festival loves you and they want you to pick one song for you to sing at the festival. If you have to join <laughs> a band on stage to pick a certain ah. song, which one would you pick? Oh my God. Well, this is, do you know, the whole reason I think that I love so many female singers is because secretly, whenever I listen to music, I daydream that I am singing these songs. So when I'm running along jogging, mm -hmm. I'm picturing myself on stage at a festival. Mm -hmm. And what I am singing, Matt, is I'm singing Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Yes. Oh, that's strong. That's because that's... The, the lyrics have never had less resonance with me, but <laughs> I stay out too late. I don't. I go to bed at 10. <laughs> I go yeah. on too many dates. I literally haven't been on a date for about 13 years, but I want to be that person. Yeah. Well, it's be like, I sit too late, but you have to be in bed. <laughs> or, 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 you're you're going to be fed to dogs. Uh, yeah. In fact, I could change the lyrics to, yeah. I don't stay up too late. I just, I just put enough on my plate. Yeah. <laughs> um, Madness and Squeeze ha hate each other's guts. They said they won't perform if the other band is performing. Uh, yeah. Who would you pick out the two? Oh, I would go for Squeeze because they just they feel like they'd be a bit more easygoing. See, I'd be worried that even if you kicked Squeeze out, yeah. madness would still kick off. You'd still yeah. get residual anger. <laughs> well, uh, and the final, final question, Lucy, um, your fans are in the mosh pits, they're crowd surfing and they're doing something called the Lucy Porter. What do you think that might be? Well, there will be no mosh pit and there will be no crowd surfing because that sounds incredibly dangerous. So if they're doing the Lucy Porter, what they will be doing is they will be sitting down and plaiting each other's hair. Yes. In a calm, <laughs> in a calm way. Oh, what a perfect way to finish <laughs> off this festival. Thank you so much for joining us, Lucy. No, it's been such a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. Let's do another one soon. Oh, I'll do Bridezilla 2. Yes, that'd be great. You're welcome. The back. divorce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, where can people find you online? And would you like to plug anything before you go? I have nothing to plug <laughs> at all. But I'm going to I'm gonna watch your Twitch stream, Matt. So uh, let's you. plug that. Well, thank you so much. Well, you can follow me there uh, at Matt Hoskomer. And you can also follow us at Castful, uh, Castful Podcast on Twitter. And also, you can email us with your own festival lineup or any other correspondence to castlepodcast well, Castle mm. at gmail.com. It's going to be great. And, but please join me in saying a massive thank you and uh, a, a glorious festival to the wonderful Lucy Porter. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.